0: Hey Learners, this is Jillian and Kelly. Welcome to the Learners Inspired Podcast. Thank you for joining us on Episode 4. Today's topic is a special treat for you to re-end 2019 with our team's favorite tech tools.
1: We are so excited about today's show Right before we left for winter break, we tasked our team, our dream team, with um, the duty of identifying their most favorite tech tool, one that they've seen used in classrooms, just the tried and true go-to tool that they are loving right now. And so we have compiled those 10 tools into one super awesome episode for you, and we hope that... In 2019, you can identify a new tool and give one a try in your classroom with your students today. Yay!
0: Okay, so we're going to jump right in and get started sharing our team's favorite uh, tech tools. The first tool comes from Byron Nelson's um, instructional technologist, Katie Berry, and her tool of choice was Google Drawings. She chose this tool because she felt like this tool was um, powerful for both students and educators, and she loves how Google Drawings has a free form um, platform that allows for um, endless creation and designing opportunities for students and teachers. I think
1: that Google Drawings is such a great tool to highlight, especially during this time of year, because our students, especially at the elementary level, They're really diving deep into using Google and the Google apps. And I think Google Drawings is kind of one of those hidden gems that a lot of people don't really know, like what it is and what they can do with it. Um, But it's so great for using, um, creating assignments where students can maybe use and and interact with digital manipulatives, lots of dragging and dropping type um, activities that can be designed within that platform. They can create thinking maps. Digital flyers, um, I don't know. There's just really endless possibilities. I've seen so many cool things in classrooms as teachers um, give Google Drawings a
0: try. Like they're they're branching out. I think for sure, for sure. And I've seen um, some K two teachers who are active Seesaw users actually use Google Drawings as a way for them to help create their own Seesaw activities, um, just because it does allow for you to put shapes and text boxes and images and attractive borders and background colors anywhere you really want them to to go. So, um, Google Drawings is definitely a tool for you to try out in 2019. Our teammate, Shelley Hall, also shared about a really cool website called Classroom Screen. Shelly is the Instructional Technologist for Adams Middle School, Peterson Elementary School, Hazlitt, and Schluter Elementary. So Shelly chose to share about Classroom Screen Shelly loves this um, website because it turns your browser into an interactive board and it has various tools that you can place on this board like timers and notes to your class um, that can really help your students manage their time and follow instructions or next steps effectively. I um, actually
1: have not used Classroom Screen personally as a teacher, but I have been in had the opportunity to be in some classrooms where I've seen it being used, and one of the things I really loved was that timer feature, mm-hmm. and I loved how the teacher was able to give students the expectation for what the volume in the room should sound like.
0: Oh yeah, that traffic light where yes. it's the, the red, yellow, green, and kind of setting, yes. you know, which volume matches what color.
1: So it really was just a really cool interactive way to, like a dashboard, to keep your class on task with the expectation for that work period. um, And just being able to display something that's applicable to your kids on your projector the entire time is just totally cool.
0: It's really nice, and I've also seen where teachers use the extend feature, so they would have that classroom screen with the timer and the instructions and the expectations with the voice level extended onto the projector screen while they're still able to um, use their, their laptop to take notes or to check in progress on, on virtual product, projects and things like that. So um, it really is a great just classroom management tool that um, many teachers are finding useful.
1: And we are, I don't know if we mentioned this, we are going to link all of the tools that we share today in a Google Slides presentation in our on our site where we host all of our show notes. And so the web address for all of the tools that we use and any resources that each coach decided to share will be hyperlinked on that Slides presentation as well. So the next tool we're going to introduce is from Brittany Horn. She is at Still Accelerated High School Tidwell Middle School, Granger Elementary School, and Hughes Elementary School. And the tool Brittany selected to highlight as a top 10 was Screencastify. Um, This tool, I feel like, is used so regularly on our campuses because it works so well with our Chromebooks. And its ability to record a video and then just push it straight into their Google Drive so that it can be shared and embedded into presentations is such a selling point for our teachers and for our kids. Um, Brittany said that she loves how Screencastify allows students to record anything, record over anything that they're working on. So they can be recording over a digital whiteboard explaining how they've solved a math problem Mm -hmm. or they could actually pull up a Google Slides presentation that they've created. Maybe it's it's a expert book on something that they've written, and they want to turn that into an audible book where they've read over that screen, that that presentation, and made it more like an interactive book. But she said um, she's seen it used in a lot of classrooms as just a way for students to really reflect on their work, to share their learning with others. Definitely a great place for students to record something and place it in their ePortfolio as just a lasting piece of evidence of their learning.
0: Yeah. And that's something that I'm really I've really encouraged um, especially language arts teachers to do. Some of the, the things that the feedback that they're sharing with me on ePortfolios is that their students have written this awesome piece, um, in writing, but just taping it, taking a picture of the work just doesn't really do the Mm -hmm. piece justice. And so some of the solutions we've come to is using Screencastify for the kids to actually read their writing piece, um, to the camera and, and showcase it in that way. So not only are their families able to see a picture of the writing work, but they're actually able to hear it, um, and empower those kids as readers. And if
1: we're being totally honest, my six-year-old, at her preschool graduation, I can't tell you how many kids wanted to grow up and be YouTubers. That is just the generation that we are um, teaching these days. Yes, it is. And when I introduced Screencastify in a classroom, I'm like, hey, guys, you know those videos you watch where it teaches you how to play Minecraft, how to beat that level you can't beat? (laughs) That's a Screencastify. A screencast. Like you're creating an instructional resource for somebody else. And when you explain it that way and they're going to learn how to do that, their little eyes just light up. And it is so Uh
0: cool to see where Screencastify can take our kids and deepen their learning. I've also was just in a conversation this morning with some math teachers and they were talking about using Screencastify as a pre-assessment tool for their kids. So for their kids to solve a problem and explain the way they solve it, solved it, um, so that they can kind of get an idea on where the kids are and kind of what their misconceptions might be.
1: Well, and I think so often too, I think of Screencastify as recording the screen. Like there's something on my screen that I'm trying to record and share with somebody else, Mm -hmm. but really it can be used to simply record. So if you're wanting to do some sort of video project with your students, um, you may not have access to an iPad or another device for them to take true video with. Yeah. They can actually record with their webcam a video. So, Remembering it as a, as a true just recording device is, is also
0: kind of a tool you can keep in your tool belt. Okay, so the next tool we're going to talk about is a tool called Zoom. Um, Zoom was a resource shared by our Director of Instructional Technology, Kara Carter, and our Coordinator of Instructional Technology, Jason Sanders. So as a team, we often use this tool to um, collaborate virtually, Um, like a video conferencing tool similar to Google Hangouts or Skype. Um, But it's a free resource that can allow students and teachers and um, peers and professionals to connect via video. So any teacher, anybody, can create a Zoom
1: account on their website. A free account is really um, going to meet most everybody's needs. It allows you to host up to a 40-minute meeting which um, I know at, like, our middle school level, that's a class period, so that's perfect. Um, and for most video conferences that you're going to do, that that connection, that 40-minute connection is good, too. Um, we do have some teachers in our district that use an upgraded account for, like, our virtual math connections that last longer than 40 minutes or for um, departments who might need to connect with somebody, mm-hmm. right? you know, off campus or globally even. And that they think that maybe 40 minutes wouldn't be enough. But um, when we think about just being global communicators, I love that Zoom really opens up our classrooms and takes us beyond the four walls Mm -hmm. of the learning that's taking place there. Yes. yes. Even if you're an elementary school teacher working on something um, STEM-related, like connecting with a STEM class at the high school level, like those connections are so powerful in the learning that occurs in those situations you just can't
0: replicate any other way. Like, It's authentic. And we have a big day coming up in February. It's World Read-Aloud Day. Oh yes. And so if you're looking to reach out to some of your students' favorite authors or if your library and media specialist is looking to connect with authors, Zoom is the perfect way to uh, call into those authors, to have them read a story to your students and and to conduct an interview. So um, Zoom is definitely one of my favorite tools to use for World World Read Aloud Day. And then um something else that I loved doing as a first grade teacher uh was contacting other first grade classrooms and doing a mystery number trying to figure oh, out yes. um by the clues that each class was giving each other and that was just super fun for my kids to participate in. And I think sometimes the whole like connecting with
1: somebody outside of your classroom can be intimidating. So I would just encourage people to find somebody in district, Mm -hmm. just in another building, like another, like when you're together as a first grade PLC group or something, make a connection with somebody that, Hey, when we get ready to do our chick life cycle, let our class zoom in with your class and compare observations or, um, data from the number of chicks that have hatched I don't know I'm just thinking of oh my gosh so, simple ways to yeah. get started with
0: connecting globally so um,
1: um
0: definitely like a f- a favorite tool of ours when you first look at zoom it does give you that businessy feel which oh, yeah. can intimidate educators um, but it really once you get into zoom and get signed up for it it really is super user friendly oh and we forgot like it has a screen share
1: option so I oh, know yeah. that I I've zoomed with a teacher who's like, Hey, I can't figure out how to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, Hey, let's zoom really quick. You can share your screen with me and I can walk you through maybe some troubleshooting tips. So sh- screen sharing has been a huge seller and you can record a session. So if you wanted to, um, do a little, a recording of, you know, your class and share it with somebody that missed class, that would be another great opportunity to just to
0: utilize another tool. I know. And should we be honest with them? We were working, you know, we're very Google driven. Very. Um, and I will admit, like, I like my eyes to be on the same document when I'm collaborating with someone. And there was at one point last year when Kelly and I were working on something together. Oh, yes. And it did not have the collaborative features that Google does. And I couldn't look on my screen <laughs> And her screen Uh, at the same time to see what changes she was making. And I was like, that's it. Just zoom me a link and share your (laughs) screen with me so I can see what you're doing. Um, So I can see the changes that you're making and the clicks that you're doing. Um, And so even though we were, you know, we weren't that far apart, um, it really helped me feel like I was collaborative and a part of what you were creating. Okay, our next
1: tool has been shared to us by Jeremy Martin, and he is serving Chisholm Trail Middle School, Curtis Elementary School, Prairie View Elementary, Seven Hills Elementary, and Thompson Elementary. <sighs> That's a lot of schools, Jeremy. I know, and he, <laughs>
0: like, he's our new guy, and he is just working hard this year. He is rocking and it. And he is stepping up and serving those campuses, and I'm just so proud of him and so glad that he has joined our team.
1: Oh and I mentor Jeremy, so I'm pretty excited about <laughs> how well he's doing. Learning from the best. Shout out to you. <laughs> okay, so he has chosen to uh, highlight Kami today. Cami is another tool that is already on student Chromebooks. It's actually an extension that they could use through their Chrome browser, um, but basically it allows you to either collaboratively or independently annotate on top of a PDF, and this is totally applicable across all content areas. Yes. If your students have access to a Chromebook, they can do this. Um, I love that you can take a PDF copy of virtually anything. anything. <laughs> it anything. can be a blank um, thinking mat type template. It uh-huh. can be a quote unquote worksheet. It can be a research piece article, oh, like yeah, an article that you're wanting them to annotate, underline under. Oh, I yes. mean, the sky's the limit. If you can get it in a PDF form, format, um, share it out with your students through Google Classroom or just share it with them in Google, then they can use Kami to annotate on top of it. Um, And like we said, this is applicable through all grade levels, all content areas. The tools basically are allowing you to highlight, underline, use the draw tool. Um, They can leave comments. It just makes sense
0: thinking visible. So awesome. And, and if you're looking for a way to go paperless, then Cami is going to be your answer. And, and not only is it paperless and does it make thinking visible, the ability to share it with classmates and for it to become a collaborative document mm-hmm. um, is super powerful.
1: Um, I would definitely say initially using Cami, there is a little bit of a learning curve where you open it up and you're not quite sure what to do next. It would be an awesome opportunity for you and your campus instructional technologist to partner up maybe during a PLC time or um, a lunch and learn type situation where you can just get in and play with it yourself. Because I think that really it's one of those things that until you've used it, you're kind of like, it's not working. I don't know what to do with it. And you think it's it's harder than it is, but it's, it's so seamless the way it integrates
0: with your Google Files and your Google Classroom mm-hmm. courses. Um, and the automatic saving. Awesome. Yes. You know, so the kids aren't losing those annotations, which is huge.
1: So I would definitely encourage you to, if you know... You struggle with those copies running out each six weeks, or you just have that desire to be more digital and to design more of those opportunities for your students to do on their Chromebooks, then Cami can get you there. And I think that once you go Cami,
0: I don't think there's any turning back. Like you're no. going to be like, what? I
1: have you're mean, stand in line at like, the
0: copier. I know. <laughs> I can remember like when you were my um, instructional technology coach, and I was crossing the DBQ bridge for the oh, first yes. time. And my wonderful teammates were telling me what this DBQ was all about, how much the kids loved it. And the learning and the research skills and all of the, the strengths that come from analyzing an expository text like that, how powerful that was for their kids. I was super excited to experience the DBQ, but I will admit, like, I could not stand in front of the copy machine and <sighs> copy all of those those documents. And so I reached out to you for a way to um, make that process a little bit more paperless for my kids so they weren't losing those documents and they had access to go back and revisit those annotations and and um cammy was the solution you came to me with and and it really did you know it really was powerful for my kids and and them showing their thinking and marking up that text as if they would on paper so awesome Okay, so our next tool comes from Kylie Lloyd. She is the instructional technologist at Northwest High School and Pike Middle School. And she wanted to share with you guys today about Pear Deck. Um, And she really loves this tool. She's (laughs) done um, a lot of training with this tool. And I know that her high school and middle school teachers rock using Pear Deck. So the exciting thing about Pear Deck um, is that our district has purchased the premium features for teachers and so that just means that as a teacher you have access to Google Classroom integration, Um, Getting some student feedback and exporting that data, and it's just a really great way to take traditional PowerPoint or Google Slides presentations from sit and get to um, an interactive experience for your students. So
1: with Pear Deck, you have the option, like Jillian said, to make it more interactive um, for your students. And so some of those interactive slide types can include a drawing slide, which is yes. great for um, maybe mer- working a math problem, right. showing your learning about uh, maybe labeling a diagram. You could also um, have your students respond through text, so they could type a short answer. Um, that would also include like a multiple choice type question. And there are draggable questions, which are good for matching things up or again, labeling parts of something or sorting things. Um, but all of that, those interactive slides, all of that becomes embedded into a presentation you would have already given your students. Yeah, um, sure. And so we all have those. We've been presenting from PowerPoint, I feel like, since the beginning of time. And so um, now it's just the ability to make that more interactive for our students and our learners really takes it up a notch. Um, and it's a great, just quick, formative assessment, even just to check for understanding of where your students are in a particular topic. Um, one thing I've kind of tried to do personally is encourage my administrators or my teachers on campuses Mm -hmm. who are already delivering some sort of PD with their teachers to actually model Pear Deck with them in that environment. Um, because I know like Jillian and I, we talked before about, we like to, as teachers, we like to, to be in, Involved in sessions that are interactive. And so taking a, a presentation that you traditionally give, maybe something that you do every spring. Um, I had a teacher at Medland. she changed her Telpass presentation to include more interactive slides in the Pear Deck uh-huh. um, app because she knows a lot of these teachers have done Telpass training. It's stuff they already know, but to keep them more engaged, she added those interactive pieces.
0: For sure. And Pear Deck is a great tool um, if you're just starting to use it to partner with your instructional technologists on. When you first start Pear Deck, it can feel a little intimidating to understand the three types of views, and so I do spend um, time with teachers when they're first learning how to use Pear Deck, just sitting with them and validating Mm -hmm. um, the choices and the add-ons that they're choosing to add to their slide and just helping um, experiment with them. Now, this is what it looks like on your iPad as the teacher with the teacher dashboard. Here's what your students would see so that the lesson really Becomes the most powerful um, and interactive lesson that it can be.
1: Um, and then, just to kind of add on to everything we've said, Google Slides, that Pear Deck add on is now available. It's fully integrated. So, if you open up a Google Slides presentation, whether it's a brand new one or uh-huh. one you've been using for a couple of semesters, yeah. you just click that add on button and you'll see Pear Deck as an option. And then also, just really exciting for our district with our premium accounts. We have access to Flashcard Factory. Oh, my gosh. So um, cool. And if you aren't using Flashcard Factory with your kids, I will say this 100 times this semester. Like, get it in your plans because it's such a fun, interactive way to so fun. review that content
0: vocabulary. I remember when Britt showed like Flashcard Factory first came out, and she used that as a warm up game for us before our PLC. I and was on like, maternity
1: leave. Were you really? And I oh. had mega
0: FOMO. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wanted to know about it so bad. It was so fun, and I, I actually on Thursday, I actually get to meet with a fifth grade teacher at Roanoke Elementary, and I get to talk to her about Flashcard Factory and and. The fun ways that she's going to use it with her kids. So they're going to love it. So if you're already a Pear Deck user and you're looking for something um, to add on to, then Flashcard Factory is definitely it. Or if you've never used Pear Deck, Flashcard Factory is also another advantage to it.
1: Yep. Renee Eagle um, is also one of our teammates. She services Wilson. Middle School, Justin Elementary, Nance Elementary, and Sendera Ranch Elementary. And the tool she has chosen to share with us is the Book Creator app for the Chromebook. It's also available through um, the Apple Store on the iPad, and um, that that makes it very versatile across virtually all grade levels at that
0: point. Yes, if you're a K-1-2 teacher, this is an awesome tool for you I've seen three through five students take this tool and run with it but this is also a really great tool for k-2 through definitely I feel like this one's
1: been around for a while and a lot of teachers um I think we used it and then we didn't use it and now I've seen more teachers using it again so I'm super excited to see it becoming more popular um so a couple things to note about book creator you can create a class account for your your as a teacher, you yes. can create the class account for your students to be invited to join. And a teacher can have up to forty books using that free account. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect for um, your students as they're working through maybe publishing a piece of writing that they've been working on. They can log into that shared account, publish their books, export it to you know their e-portfolio or their Google yes. Drive, save uh-huh. it somewhere, and then those forty spots can be freed up again for your next project. So. Um, it's, even though, you know, you feel limited by that 40 on the free account, it's still totally doable and totally a tool that is worth you exploring and using with your students. Um, and plus your students with them creating this writing and publishing their work, having that digital book at the end of it, where they're able to add images, whether they drew them themselves or they took pictures of, you know, just real world things, um, adding the audio and the video to their creation. Becoming those authors that we tell them that they are because yes. they are. Yes. Um, these digital books really bring that to life for them. So I would encourage you um, to explore this tool as a great op- uh, option when you are in that publishing phase of writing, even if it's just an extension activity for some of your students. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely a valuable resource for you to consider. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm really excited to be able to introduce the tool that I selected as one of the ones for our top ten. And um, I would love to share about Google Tour Builder. I don't know really what sparked my interest lately in Google Earth, but I just sometime in the fall semester was like... (laughs) what about Google Earth? Why happened to more using Google Earth? And I just hopped, I remember distinctly remember hopping on one day and just like Googling a random destination because I wanted it to fly me there. Yeah. Because I think it is such a cool experience to be able to almost See go yeah. to any location you want to go to and then to switch your view between bird's eye view and 3D mode and street view. And it's just, It's such a traveler and you don't even
0: know it, right?
1: (laughs) It's such a cool tool. So, um, we attended a conference in the fall at region 11 and one of the sessions that, that was there was, um, pertaining to Google tour builder and building tours using Google earth, um, to, to kind of tell a story. And so, um, the, I think the, the focus of most of the tours I've seen before that point, were all focused
0: on like google lit tours like settings and a story yes and i remember when you're like oh my gosh google tour builder is so cool i was like wait i remember google lit trips and i was like i don't know kelly i think it's clunky i think you're crazy and you're like no 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 like it really is good so i'm glad i listened to you and i honestly think it's in still in beta testing i don't even think it's like a legit out there for
1: everything. It's still like, we're testing it and we're trying to see, do people really want to use this tool? So I was on board. I was trying to get other people on board and I had a teacher at Lakeview, Kaylin Stubbe. I love her. She um, was totally on board with me. And what we did with that project at her school was we, um, they were already going to be talking about the holidays around the world. And so we created a tour, a Google tour, Of the different countries they were planning to highlight in that holiday around the world, like their traditions Uh study. And the kids built a tour going to those different countries. And at each stop, they highlighted specific things about that country pertaining to how they celebrate the holidays and the foods that they ate and um, maybe what the weather was like. I don't know. They had a whole list of things in their research. Mm -hmm. And so then as as a participant in their tour, you would be able to visit those um, seven or eight different locations and learn about the customs and traditions at the Christmas time so season, cool. at this Christmas season. And they loved it. They started at their, they didn't start at their home address in Trophy Club, but we just started every tour in Trophy Club from their um, general area. And it it was so fun. It was fun to be there to introduce it. They were so engaged, um but there's more application than holidays around the world. Oh yeah! I mean, you could, like we said,
0: track the setting of a story. You could. Um, I have. Um, I had a fourth grade, who was a teacher who was working on a natural disasters project, and oh, one yes. of her students was working on um, fires was like the natural disaster that he was researching and learning about. And so he used Google Tour Builder to um, tell about the location and how the fire started and how it occurred and the impact of that fire at that location. So, I mean, there you go. There's this science and writing and reading on right There's there. There's so much application. And, I mean, one day I was just like, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. And I typed in <laughs> Grand Canyon.
1: And... It, you know, landed me somewhere in the middle of the Grand Canyon, and I switched my view to, like, street view. Uh Uh-huh. Jillian, it was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, why are we not doing this at the beginning of every lesson for our kids? And we're like, hey, today we're talking about Alan Say. He's from Japan. Let's fly to Japan. I know. That relevance is so good. It's awesome. And some of our kids just don't have those opportunities to... I mean, honestly, I <laughs> an hardly anybody has the opportunity <laughs> to travel across the world. But Google um, Tour Builder partnered with Google Google Earth makes that totally um, possible. And your kids are visually able to see the world around them in such a, um amazing way. So check it out.
0: Okay, so I am going to wrap up our top 10 things to or tech tools to try out in 2019 with a tool called Flipgrid. And it does not matter whether you are a kindergarten teacher or a 12th grade high school teacher. Flipgrid is um, so user friendly for any age group. Um, And I just love Flipgrid. There's a little hashtag out there, Kelly. What's it called? Um, hashtag Flipgrid Fever. And for real, like you you start slowly with Flipgrid, thinking, Oh, I'm just gonna have my kids um, you know, just share their closing uh for this lesson today on Flipgrid and then you start investigating Flipgrid more and more and you really just see how empowering this tool is for kids. Um, how important it is for kids to be able to share their voice, to share their thinking, to respond to their classmates verbally um, with their thoughts and opinions, and and using those accountable talk skills in a virtual way. Like it is so awesome. I love Flipgrid, and it and it's like it's just so stinking cute. I could talk oh the selfies and the stickers forever. at the end. The kindergartners
1: decorating their selfies. The novelty that Flipgrid offers at the end is like, I don't know. There's just nothing like experiencing that and a kid doing Flipgrid for the first time. I love it. So cute. Um, I've kind of had to bite my tongue, Julie, (laughs) because you know how I feel about Flipgrid. And if it had not been on our top 10 for 2019, I don't know that I could have been as eager about this episode because I was just like so excited for you to share it. And um, I feel like you saved the best for last. But if you seriously haven't tried it, I would yeah, give it a go. Um it would be a great
0: activity to do this week as your students are coming oh back. And it's re- really that easy. Like you can literally get on yes. within 5 minutes you can have your account created by signing in with Google, create your first topic and just let your kids try it out. And it shares through
1: Google Classroom. Like you could just if you're it's using so Google nice. Classroom, send it out that way. If you're if you're with the little kids, um, it lets you, just like you have your Clever badges, if you're signing into Clever through the QR codes, yep. or if you're signing into the Chromebooks with the portal badges, yep. Flipgrid will let you create QR badges for Flipgrid specifically, so... That login process for those K one two kids where where you
0: think oh my kids
1: can't, can't. do that yeah
0: type they in they can all that. yeah it's easy peasy it's so easy it's no no big deal at all and I know I I kind of shared about World Read Aloud Day coming up um, February first when we were talking about Zoom Flipgrid is another opportunity yes. for your kids to to collaborate in World Read Aloud Day whether you create a grade level um, grid where your kids are reading stories to their fifth-grade buddies or fifth-grade oh, buddies are reading idea. stories. Or I know, I don't know if they're out there yet, but I know last year there were public grids where kids could um, get on and post and read to each other and respond to each other. So the opportunities for Flipgrid and, and collaboration inside your classroom and outside your classroom is just endless. And I feel like we we definitely need to say this because I
1: love kind of being rewarded for my work. <laughs> um, and so Flipgrid offers certifications and badges as you grow in your journey with them. And so the more you use Flipgrid, the more like Points, bragging yes. rights you get. Yeah. Brag tags as um, <laughs> Shelley at Adams, they've referred to their their brag tags as as those. But um, so, if you're interested, if you love Flipgrid as much as we do, then I would encourage you to check out their certification program. There's three different levels. Mm-hmm. They're really not difficult, um, and it's just it just grows you in a professional way. You might have have a T test goal to um, just incorporate more technology in your classroom and to provide more opportunity for student voice um, to be amplified within within your classroom. Um, Flipgrid will will help you meet a lot of those goals and provide engagement for sure in your classroom. And it's a great formative assessment
0: tool. Like quick, hey, tell me what you know. I know. I can't wait. It's so great. And I don't know. There's just something good about hearing your kids' voices. Like it just. Yeah. It makes it it teaching and learning so much fun.
1: And if you use Flipgrid, tag us. Share it. Share a post with us. We'd love to see your cute little kids. We have Flipgrid fever for sure.
0: Okay, so my favorite time has come. It is time for our Twitter shout-out. Whoop, whoop.
1: Okay, so we're going to break the rules a little bit here and not technically, technically. do a Twitter shout-out. Um, we Well, okay, yeah, so we can say technically because we do – give shout outs on Twitter about this topic, but we want to take a moment and highlight our instructional technology blog because a lot of the tools we talked about today, probably every single one of the tools we talked about today has been highlighted on our blog or will be highlighted on our blog soon because we have probably some great stuff in the making. Yes, But we have um, a blog. It's called Making It Click And the I-T for it is for instructional technology. And you can find our blog at makinginstructionaltechnologyclick.blogspot.com. And we are totally for sure going to link that extra long URL for you (laughs) on our show notes so that you can find us. But we as a team share the load on this blog, and every Monday we get to highlight a classroom on one of our campuses that just integrates technology seamlessly, uses it as a tool to engage learning, um, shows depth of thinking, um, oh gosh, yes, being innovative, um, just something that stands out to us. And so um, with us, we have nine teammates right now who are currently contributing, and that puts us each posting about four. Four times, three to four, yeah, roughly um, throughout the year. And so I know, I don't know about you, Jillian, but I know I post a blog and I get all frantic and I'm like, oh my gosh, my blog post is coming up. What am I going to write about? And then I get that blog post written and then for the next nine weeks, I'm like, <gasps> What am I going to write about? And I'm like, that constantly, "Constantly best one ever." I know. It's like, "How am I going to top that?" And so I feel like I'm for the next 9 weeks I'm on like high alert like, "Oh, that would be good. That would be good because we just can't wait to celebrate our teachers and the awesome things we get to see in classrooms."
0: And it really is, it is, if you have not checked out our blog, it, it will spark inspiration. It will get you excited about the things happening here in Northwest ISD in our classrooms and the amazing work that our teachers are, are creating and, and designing for our students and, and the ways that our kids are getting to learn.
1: There are some ways to kind of filter through our posts. We try our best to tag them by maybe the grade level or the content area that they're specific to. Um, You can search the blog for specific things. Uh, You can also sign up to follow us by email. And um, we always tweet our posts out. So on Mondays or sometimes Tuesdays if we're not at school on Mondays, we will push out the post and then our entire team retweets it. We'd love for you to retweet that. Um, and just follow along because so many awesome things are happening and we, we just
0: love to share them with,
1: with the whole district.
0: And I love that, that it's awesome things happening in our district with the way our curriculum is designed. Yeah. It really, it really just makes, makes you feel validated that this can happen in my room and these are some amazing ways that it can happen. Totally.
1: So we like to leave every episode with a little bit of homework, some Operation Inspired, if you will, Um, and we want you to just think back on the 10 tools we've shared with you, Um, think forward on the semester ahead of you. Yes. We've got a clean slate, a blank canvas, um, eager kids that are coming to us in our classrooms, um, and wow them with something new so we want you to do that we want you to be inspired by what you heard today and hopefully have something from today's episode that you can turn around and put into practice so Jillian what is our challenge for our listeners today
0: okay so we are hoping that you will choose a tool from our top 10 list partner with your campus instructional technologist and um Tweet out the learning experience that you that is happening in your classroom with that tool and tag the Learners Inspired podcast in your tweet. We'd love to see and celebrate and share uh, the awesome things that you're doing.
1: And you know what? That just might lead to you getting highlighted on the Making It Click blog or
0: our next twitter shout out oh yes we could have like a legit twitter shout out that they could be a part of yeah so we're just really hoping that you'll just take this opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone try something new have some fun with your kids um these tools that we've shared with you today are tools that educators are loving and students are loving and we hope that you will um take the chance to try them out Okay, listeners, this is Kelly and Jillian signing off for Episode 4. Learners, remember, you are an innovator. And you never Never know know who you will inspire. inspire. Bye, guys.